the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Joining us now is Lila Rose from Live Action, an organization that I'm a monthly donor to. You guys should check them out. They do a great job. Lila, for the 11 years that I was running Turning Point USA, for as long as I can remember, I was told that Roe versus Wade would never be repealed. It's impossible. It can't happen. Well, now we're at the one-year anniversary of Roe versus Wade being repealed. What is the lesson that we should learn? How did that historic accomplishment happen? I mean, Charlie, it happened, and you know this because you live this at Turning Point USA. It's sheer grit and vision, determination, grit, and vision. Because if we see what's possible, and it is possible, it's possible to end abortion in this country. It is. It's possible to change the culture. It's possible to restore Judeo-Christian values. If we believe this and then we fight with determination to accomplish it, great things can happen. So that was the lesson of Roe v. Wade being overruled. Many decades of work went into that. Live Action had our part to play, Mm -hmm. but many other organizations and individuals. And here we are today. And now we have endless opportunities in front of us. It's, It's the question. The question is now, what will we do with the opportunity we have been handed with the fall of Roe v. Wade. Will we sit and rest on our laurels? Will we just grow complacent or will we double down and say, okay, we are within reach of ending abortion. Let's get this done. And that's that's what live action is single-mindedly focused on at this time. The left went all in on judicial activism with the Warren court and the Burger court. We, we saw the power of what the courts could do and it just took us by surprise. We got some terrible decisions. And then we saw Planned Parenthood v. Casey in the early 90s, and conservatives adjusted. We're late to the game, but once we get into the game, we usually win. This is what the lesson is. And once we saw Planned Parenthood v. Casey, which was Anthony Kennedy's ridiculous, meandering, barely coherent psychobabble about you could have your own truth and this whole nonsense, all of a sudden the conservative movement said, that's it. We have to start to go into law schools. We have to start to train young lawyers to become clerks and eventually judges. We have to prioritize judges as a political issue. And that's kind of wonky and esoteric and abstract, but it actually wasn't in 2016. One of the most powerful parts that Donald Trump used to persuade skeptical voters against him was like, hey, here's my Supreme Court justices. And yes, so Lila, talk about the multiple decades of activism. You've been doing this Mm -hmm. for a while. You started in the pro-life movement very young. Talk about the the little work of the pregnancy crisis center to the Mm -hmm. grandma that gives $5 a month to the people that pray and fast for their nation for this to happen. This, This did not happen overnight. What happened a year ago was multiple decades of faith, belief, and as you say, grit. Tell us more. Yes. Well, first off, we have to give credit where credit's due with regard to the amazing judicial appointments, uh, the the Supreme Justices that we got under President Trump, and no small part due to the Federalist Society and Leonard Leo working hard to help have a, Mm -hmm. a, a good bench to pick from. I mean, the fact that we had 
Amy Coney Barrett to choose from, and, and President Trump had Amy Coney Barrett to choose from, was because of the long, painstaking work of the Federalist Society and other organizations, Alliance Defending Freedom, others. So there's that side. The legal side is very real and very important. But there's something else happening, and that's what you just uh, referenced, Charlie, that before Roe was overturned, there were decades of cultural renewal happening and a movement building that was demanding a change on the Supreme Court and demanding the overruling of Roe and beyond that, demanding complete legal protection for the preborn child. And there's three main parts I want to reference here or mention here. Number one, you mentioned them, the Pregnancy Resource Center movement. There are now thousands, over 4,000 pregnancy resource centers in this country. They outnumber abortion clinics uh, vastly. And these pregnancy centers have been established since the 70s and even some before. And they are done every day. The hard work is done in small communities by uh, everyday folks, you know, a lot of grandparents, parents who are involved in serving women and families, providing free uh, support, pregnancy resources, uh, uh, prenatal uh, exams, diapers, wipes, parenting classes, job placement, anything you can imagine to help young families choose life as in, instead of choosing abortion. They're not tax funded. They are supported by everyday Americans, and there are thousands of them. And they are the, the hidden heroes of our movement. So it's the service side of the movement, the care side of the movement. Mm -hmm. Then there's the educational work. And that's live action. That's other organizations that are out there every day. Our Turning Point USA is doing this on social media, um, on college campuses, fighting to change hearts and minds. Because the reality is, if we lose the next generation, it's game over. It doesn't matter that Roe is overruled. It doesn't matter that that's we've right. made any progress because we've lost the culture. And the, the reality is the culture is waiting to be won. It really is. People's minds are not made up, locked set on abortion. They are open to hearing the truth if they'll hear it, but they're being brainwashed. You know, decades of indoctrination from our public school system, our media. So the solution is education by becoming the media, becoming independent media sources, live action news, other groups out there, you know, Daily Wire, amazing organizations that have sprung up in the last few decades. And then obviously challenging the lies and the indoctrination on school campuses. And then the last piece of it is politics. It's, it's galvanizing and active, activating everyday Americans. Live Action's list is about a million strong of people that are activating in political ways. So, you know, calling for us to defund Planned Parenthood, defund the abortion industry. Planned Parenthood lost their first, ta first taxpayer dollars, Charlie, about a decade ago. Before that, no one dared touch their funding. It was taboo by Republicans and Democrats. Anybody who dared to challenge Planned Parenthood mm -hmm. was seen as you're against women, you're against families. That's changed in the last decade because of investigative journalism, live action, David Delight and other groups. And now there's a political lobby to say we're going to we want to shut down Planned Parenthood and a political lobby. Many of them, young activists, millennials, Gen Zers who are saying we want complete legal protection. And these are the people that are going to vote into office, office strong candidates. They're going to demand strong pro-life legislation. And guess what, Charlie? In just the last year, we saw unprecedented pro-life legislation being proposed, over 360 pro-life bills at the state level. And in the last few years, we've seen heartbeat laws. We've seen complete abortion bans. Texas has a complete abortion ban now. It's amazing. It's, a, it's amazing and exciting. And it's because of all of this momentum that's been created through service, through education, and through political activation. And we have to think big, and we have to cast a vision. Without the vision, without a vision, people perish. So, Lila, give me... Now, a sense, one year later, are you happy with how we've reacted to the reversal of Roe? Do you think that there's been some sheepishness from people on the center right? Do you think that people are running to the hills too much? Give me a scorecard. Roe versus Wade repealed. 
Dobbs decision one year later, later, Lila, healthy, unhealthy, fearful, courageous. Where are we? It's a great question, Charlie. And I'm going to split up my answer actually based on the care side, the education side and the politics side. And I'll start with the bad news first, because there is some bad news. When Roe v. Wade fell, the pro-life movement, many of us, especially in the education and the care side, uh, working with students, working with pregnancy centers, was ready to go. It's like, send us your send us your women. We're here to care for you. We're fighting the good fight to educate more people and combating the misinformation coming from the pro-abortion side because there's been an avalanche of misinformation. But in politics, we did fumble the ball. And what that looked like post-Roe v. Wade last summer was that a lot of leaders, quite frankly, they should have been leaders, political leaders, uh, uh, politicians who were, you know, DOP, uh, card-carrying Republicans who had been very pro-life, suddenly didn't want to talk about life anymore. They did, They were scared to talk about it. The left reacted so vehemently to the Roe v. Wade overruling, to Dobbs v. Jackson, that they basically, a lot of Republicans mm -hmm. ran scared. And so you had the midterm election. And, you know, there was a narrative formed by media that said, well, the, the Republicans got crushed in the midterm because of abortion, because it, there was a backlash to the Roe decision. No, that's not actually what happened. What happened, Charlie, is we were outspent over 30 to one. Every 30 pro-abortion dollars in the midterms was only matched by one pro-life dollar. And that was the decision of candidates and the, and the, and the, G, the RNC who decided we're not going to invest in the pro-life message. And then you had candidates who were not good candidates or who were scared of the pro-life issue and wouldn't even address it. So what would happen is their opponent would say, you, you hate women, you want to you, you uh, attack women's reproductive rights. And the pro-life candidate would just change the topic. Let's talk about the economy. Let's talk about COVID. No, you should talk about that we women deserve care and support and mothers deserve that and children deserve life. It's a fundamental constitutional human right. And we're going to fight for the right for the least of these. Mm -hmm. They should have done the winsome messaging that our movement's capable of, but they flinched, they got scared. And so what happened? Surprise, surprise, they lost. And then something else bad happened is when they lost, it became this negative feedback loop where they said, well, we lost because of the life issue. No, you lost because you didn't even try. You lost because you ran to, ran for the hills. And so the pro-abortion side, that's all anybody heard from because the pro-life side wasn't even competing because they were either not funded or they were just quiet. I will say, though, Governor DeSantis won by a landslide. I mean, he won in a purple slate by a, a purple state by a landslide, and he just passed the heartbeat law. And his heartbeat law banning abortion after six weeks, Charlie, has more support of more Democrats in Florida than 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 not. So 54 percent of Democrats support the heartbeat law in Florida, and it's over 60 percent of Latino Democrats. So it's a winning issue. Life is a winning issue if there's bold mm -hmm. and strong leadership. Yes. So, yeah. Well, and and my we got to take a break, Lila, but they have to be able to explain it. You know, I mean, I go to exactly. these I, I, I laugh at these candidates. Oh, I don't want to talk about abortion. Lila, you do this, too. I, I go to UCSB, University of California, Santa Barbara, which is like one of the most pro-abortion, like pro-free sex, licentiousness culture. You just have to you have to lay it out there. And some of the most viral content we have. And it's it's good dialogue. It's strong stuff. I mean, Lila, you've done this at Berkeley. I've done this at Berkeley. I've done it at Stanford. I've done it. at. You have to stand for truth. The truth is worth defending. In fact, it was this most amazing thing. We can get the clip. I asked this, you know, young young man, he's, he's a nice enough kid. And I said, how many abortions do you think there are every single year in the country? He says 20,000 about, you know, it's a million, right? So, I mean, just by a, an order of magnitude, their politics are getting misinformed on the issue. 
If you stay silent, you allow the enemy to define you. But it takes courage. And also, you got to know what you're talking about, which is something Lila certainly does on this issue. So, Lila, let's money is definitely an issue. You know, we have to keep pressing on. But do you see in the kind of grassroots of the pro-life movement, do you see renewed resolve? Do you feel as if we have momentum? Or do we kind of have to have, take a pause, recalibrate, and, and take more ground? Where do you think we are the, the pro-life movement is temperamentally and attitudinally at right now. Mm -hmm. I think the movement, the grassroots movement, Charlie, is extremely fired up. I mean, it, we're mega fired up. We just launched a new coalition movement called the New North Star. Um, over two dozen pro-life groups, the leading pro-life groups and intellectuals, and they are calling for complete legal protection for the pre-born at the federal and state level as promised by our 14th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. The 14th Amendment promises equal protection under the law for all people and that no state has the right to deprive them of their life without due process. That's exactly what abortion does. It deprives children of their lives without any due process. Obviously, they're innocent. And so this coalition is the new focus of our movement because before it was, it was focused on, okay, let's overrule Roe v. Wade. Let's just get rid of Roe v. Wade. It's so evil. 1973 Supreme Court decision killed over 60 million children since Roe. I mean, just horrific bloodshed since that uh, unjust Supreme Court ruling. Now it's gone. So what's next? And the movement's answer is this. Now it's time to enshrine complete protection by law for our youngest Americans and that's already promised under the 14th Amendment. We don't need a new constitutional amendment. It's already there in the Constitution. That right to life is guaranteed. So what's the mandate? The mandate is, and now the grassroots are calling for this, if you are a politician and you're at the state level, it is your job, it is your duty, your responsibility to fight for complete protection for the child. Not exceptions, not saying, well, some children don't deserve life or let's make this exception for the sick baby or the disabled baby. It should be a complete legal protection for that child. And so we're looking to raise up the next generation of lawmakers who have this vision, like our Texas lawmakers who have passed complete abortion abolition in their state and every child's protected in Texas. That is the future of the state level fight. And then at the federal level, Charlie, we've got a, a presidential race coming up, as you know. And so the next step for the movement, along with galvanizing people and educating people what we're doing every day, is to demand from our political leadership, bold leadership. You know, this is the most important human rights issue of the day. We need clear-eyed, visionary leaders who are going to fight, fight for human lives. And that's what we're looking at the presidential field right now, candidates um, for 2024. And there's some, some promising candidates. There's some um, good, good options on the ballot to explore. And the, the call to them is, don't just say this is a state's issue. Yes, the states are going to be fighting for this, but the federal government has a lot of work that they can do. They can ban the abortion drug. The Food and Drug Administration, uh, part of the, the executive branch, can ban that abortion drug that's killing over 50 percent of the, the 2,500 babies every day. You know, over 1,200 babies are killed every day by the abortion drug. That can be banned by the FDA. You can defund Planned Parenthood. You can uh, make a, a, a resolution at, at, from the executive branch saying we are calling on Congress to take action. There's a lot that can be done. So the focus of the movement is, yes, education and service, like we were talking about earlier, Charlie, serving women, educating people. But it's also that complete that new North Star, complete protection for the child, the banning of abortion for all children to be protected, as promised by the 14th Amendment. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. 
It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.